Hello, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another one-on-one podcast, although this time I'm one-on-two. I think that's the right way to put it, because I have two guests today. (laughs) That's that's a good start, isn't it? I have Chris Kelly, who's Chief Creative Officer, and Keith Pine, who's Chief Operating Officer with Organic. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. My pleasure. And uh, although Organic, I think, started out in Michigan, you're both New York-based or New York area? Yeah, we're both New York-based uh, uh, people, but we actually started in uh, San Francisco in the Bay Area. Okay. So, and Organic has a number of uh, offices. Yeah, we have, uh, I think, uh, five or six offices across uh, the country in uh, New York, uh, Detroit, San Francisco, Dallas, Atlanta, and then we have a group in uh, Bogota, Colombia as well. Okay. And soon to be Los Angeles. That's right. Soon Los Angeles. Angeles. That's right. Okay. Now... The main thing I want to talk to you about today is cognitive technology and uh, what exactly you mean by it and the kinds of uh, client challenges it sets out to answer. But before we do that, maybe we're just sketching a bit of history because I was surprised to learn when I, when I looked it up that organic actually goes back over 20 years of one of the early digital agencies. Yeah, yeah that's correct. Um, <clears throat> you know, Originally, the, the, the agency started out as primarily... Uh, a website design shop was more or less what what, what the whole uh, thing was about, and obviously a large kind of um, leaning towards technology solutions. Um, so it was, you know, the very, very beginning of e-commerce and that sort of thing. Since then, organic has kind of broadened out uh, our, our kind of scope into looking at really a, a digital agency when that was kind of like the hot uh, topic a few years back. Um and now more broadly into just kind of, you know, general marketing and kind of, in, you know, putting putting different things together. We call ourselves really an interaction agency more than a digital agency okay. because we're much more interested in looking through kind of consumer journeys and um, kind of multiple touch points for uh, different engagements. It doesn't necessarily have to play out in a purely digital medium, although mm-hmm. I would argue everything's digital now. Yeah, so we right. even, you know... Uh, you would separate. Uh, so we're really looking at more like uh, the kind of larger intersection of all those different um, touch points that we can influence. Got it. In fact, I saw there was um, a nice line I saw on your website. Digital is our input, uh, just not the output. So that reflects this broader engagement. Yeah, exactly. Like we use the kind of our digital mindset, thinking through, again, multiple systems, different platforms, the way that we can have uh, users interact with brands that are, uh, is intelligent. What we talk about a lot is... Um, uh, client customers have an agenda mm-hmm. and brands have an agenda. It's not always the same thing. Right. What we want to do is when those two things meet, we want to be uh, 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 relevant and significant and make sure that there's something valuable for both parties. And then other times we want to try to help influence those times when they can meet. Okay. But um, we use our digital acumen to help influence that. What we end up making, though, doesn't necessarily matter. Sometimes it even manifests itself into traditional TV and print. That's okay, too. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's uh, you know pertinent to the customer. Although, as you say, interestingly, what we used to think of as non-digital touch points are pretty much all digital now because of the data we can drive from them. Exactly. Correct. Okay. And just give me a sense of the kinds of clients you're doing this for. Yeah. So for us, you know, it's mainly uh, Fortune 50 clients across you know a variety of verticals from uh, telecommunications to retail to consumer packaged goods, uh, banking. It really is a, a broad spectrum of not only verticals but also uh, the type of work that we do for each one of these clients. Okay. So let's dive into the fun stuff. Cognitive technology. There's um, 
there are a bunch of uh, phrases going around, of course, artificial intelligence, everyone knows. Machine learning has taken off, everyone's mm-hmm. talking about that. IBM, for years, has been talking about cognitive computing. Yeah. So where does cognitive technology fit into the jigsaw? I guess the way that uh, we usually describe it is cognitive technology is technology that can uh, ingest something, uh, interpret that, learn from it, and then get better um, the next time around. And every time it goes, it gets better and improves and improves. And, you know, people talk about AI and machine learning. The best way to uh, visualize it is think of like concentric circles where the outermost circle is cognitive technology. That's the big wrapper. Go one layer deep, that's AI. A layer deeper, machine learning, and a subset of that, deep learning. That's kind of the simplest way to, uh, to illustrate at least how we see, you know, all these different uh, terminologies coming together. Okay, and that, that prompts the question, if cognitive technology, if that's the outer wrapper, what does it add to what people commonly think AI can do? You know, I think, uh, you know, for uh, us right now, you know, the way that we um, are thinking about, you know, kind of how cognitive technology and AI and all these things can uh, influence marketing is not necessarily uh, doing different things uh, or creating different things. It's kind of going about it differently Mm -hmm. and in a smarter way to make things uh, faster through automation or make things smarter or uh, more personalized. We think a lot of, excuse me, uh, people right now are kind of jumping to the tactic of AI, whether it's a chatbot or, you know, uh, image recognition or um, different types of, uh, you know, Amazon, uh, you know, Alexa, Google Home, that sort of thing. Um, And I think what we're looking at is how cognitive tech as a kind of approach to marketing can really be influenced at every stage of, of the development of campaigns or, or what have you. And we try not to get too quick to the tactic, but how we can use that those different types of technologies to influence everything and get everything better. Um, and obviously when there's tremendous amounts of data that's being, like Keith said, brought into the into the equation, I think right now the problem is what do we do with all this data? Yeah, right. Cognitive technology is, almost, is, is pretty much the answer to that because uh, it can do what no human could begin to, to do. It is. Um, one thing which always struck me as kind of the irony about this is there's so much data there that the only way you can drive that into personalized experiences, oddly enough, is by using machines. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 and that's really what's kind of like brought us to, you know, where we are today, you know, in, for, in regards to cognitive technologies. This isn't new. It's mm-hmm. just that within really like 2015 is kind of the, the place you can mark on the calendar is with just like huge amounts of data that's available married with um, uh, parallel processing power at, you know, a height that's never been seen before along with an infinite amount of storage. You put all that together and now you've got data that can be actually processed and then uh, realized and manifested in uh, you know, a number of, of different ways. That's what you know, makes uh, kind of here we are um, such an interesting time. It's a perfect storm really, isn't it? Because as I understand it, the way to have <coughs> machine learning models get better and better is to give them enormous amounts of data to work on. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's, uh, it's giving them those, you know, large amounts of data to kind of feed the system, but people are still a huge part of that overall system getting better because it needs to be uh, trained. So if you're trying to, you know, do uh, 
some sort of image recognition for uh, a sign. Um, you know, it could take uh, you know millions and millions of images of you know whatever that sign is, but it needs uh, a human to say, okay, yep, that's right. You you guessed right that time, or no, <laughs> yeah. not this time, to kind of corral it. And the more uh, it, data that you have married with uh, the more training, the more powerful these systems become. Okay. Now, there's a couple of ways I'd like to go from there, and we can take them in, in any order. One is what this actually means in practical terms for an agency, and the other, I guess, well, let me, let's, let's just start with that. What does that mean in practical terms for what you do for your clients? Well, I think that up until recently, the majority of data that's been pulled in and used has been on the media side. Right. And I think that the uh, what we're leaving on the table there is all the interesting creative ways that we can use data to have a much better experience for people. That's not just in terms of serving up programmatic media or yeah. what have you and following okay. you around. So I think that agencies need to start taking advantage of all of the idea power that cognitive technology can bring, much uh, which is much greater than just the what I call execution layer of it, which is the media side. And right. I think that's the opportunity for agencies. Now it's something that Keith and I have been talking a lot about with, uh, with, with Organic and, and, and where we're moving forward is how we can start to use that um, Cognitech, AI, machine learning, deep learning, all those different things to, at the very, very beginning stage, get much deeper, interesting insights that we would never be able to comb through as humans because mm -hmm. it's just the time required would be impossible. And then to begin to um, build out patterns that I think are much more interesting. I think a lot of times the media side of it, you start to look at purely contextual models. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like if this, then that scenarios. You're, you're on uh, a, a website about sneakers, so you must want to see a sneaker ad. I think that's a very simple way of looking at this. What we want to do is build out much more robust personality profiles almost okay. to get much deeper. That's where I think the deep learning element comes in because now you're going much deeper into the data to look at connections that would not be there on a service level. Yeah. for us and uncover much more interesting things. Yeah, and I think the, the on the kind of the, the system side of it, you know, a lot of uh, companies right now will have personalization in, in a very fixed way. Like you mm -hmm. can think of uh, a website where you go to a home page and, you know, it's profiled you as a certain type of person at a, super, a certain place on a consumer journey. And it's just, you know, kind of populating a, a fixed container. I think, you know, some of the uh, interesting areas that we're starting to explore now is more, uh, we call it uh, like a fluid-based um, interface that can, you know, render and um, be truly like hyper-personalized. So it's not only just, you know, kind of like a fixed shell, but the shell itself can move and it can change, you know, based upon, you know, who you are, uh, what we think you've done, what you've actually done, and then, you know, adapt and learn and get more personalized with every interaction along the way. The exciting thing about that, I've heard this from, you know, a number of people who are having thoughts about the cutting edge here is that personalization is not just about identifying who you are, okay, I'm a journalist, you're in marketing. It's about knowing what the individual is doing at the time they they hit that touch point. Right. Because I may be a, a journalist, but if I'm on vacation, I'm probably not looking for the same stuff I would be looking at at work. So... It's a matter, isn't it, of, of being able to manage this data so you can catch people right in the moment. Yeah, and, and, and looking for those um, more interesting opportunities, again, that aren't service level. You know, if you think about it, it's like, from just a conversation point of view, um, you're wearing a suit, I'm wearing a suit, we meet downtown in the financial district, 
that does not mean that we have to talk about investments, <laughs> right. right? So on the very high level, it seems like that's what you would want to do just from context. Yeah. But the level that we're talking about is going deeper. It turns out that you and I may want to talk about the Yankees. Okay. Right? But regardless of the, the outer shell that we have on, and that's where, that's where the opportunity exists. Yeah, and that's the power of uh, really cognitive technologies, being able to see those uh, insights that aren't visible to uh, the naked eye and taking all these disparate sources of data, but be being able to compute them, understand them, and kind of put them t together in a way that creates that, uh, that insight to say, oh, these guys are here uh, to talk about sports. They're not here to uh, talk about business. Now, for your brand clients, does this mean building a degree of trust in the technology? Because when you're talking about deep learning, and as you say, insights which can be very buried from the point of view of humans, isn't there always that slight trepidation about, well, I'm getting these results or these recommendations, but I don't really understand where it's coming from. I'm worried about using them. 100%. And um, you, there's a combination of, one, getting clients and, and, and people to sort of embrace this and really showing them where that's been effective in places that they see every day. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't realize that was even happening. And um, it also comes back to a sort of test-on-the-fly mentality for yeah. us. Like, we very much want to come up with hypotheses, but we don't believe that we should only have one solution. Maybe there's five solutions that we'll test all at the same time okay. and see really what's, what, what's going on. I mean, if you think about the way Google, Facebook, any of these kind of platforms that are uh, much smarter, they're putting stuff out all the time yeah. and trying to figure that out. We're trying to get our clients to understand and embrace that. It's still a little bit of a challenge, but I think they're slowly kind of coming around. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, clients, conceptually, they understand the power of cognitive technology, say, yeah, I get that, and this is going to change the world, but are still a little hesitant to kind of make a leap. Yeah. And it's important just to kind of dip your toe in the water, test a little bit, and then you kind of stick your leg in, and then you go deeper and deeper every time. And, you know, it's been proven, you know, even over the last, you know, 20 years that the brands that uh, embrace disruption and kind of, you know, take a leap forward or have a tailwind that kind of pushes them forward as opposed to guys that kind of hesitate and they're yeah. always playing a catch-up and really never take off. The good thing for us is that even the craziest ideas are inherently rooted in data. So w we always have that as the background. It's like, <laughs> even though this is crazy, it's right. data that got us here. Right. It wasn't just Keith and Chris on a whim. Um, so I think that that's... Uh, the one thing that helps us. Okay. And the other half of the question I started to ask about what it means for an agency, who do you need to have, from the point of view of, uh, of an organization like Organic, who do you need to have in-house to do this? Do you have to have data scientists? Do you have to have mathematicians? Mm -hmm. uh, are you relying on partners for this? Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, it, it's different for, uh, for every agency. Uh, you know, for, for us, we uh, think of ourselves as users of the technology, so we're not necessarily uh, making uh, okay. the technology, so we might use uh, a platform like Watson, uh, yeah. but we'll have, you know, developers that are leveraging that as opposed to kind of creating their own. Yeah. Sometimes it makes sense to uh, partner with somebody who's got uh, a novel um, application rather than, you know, waste time to recreate it. So I think, yeah. you know, that, that's kind of uh, how we think of it. But, uh, you know, for us, you know, I mean, our team is, you know, uh, rooted in technologists and uh, data scientists. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the, the bedrock of all of this. And it really, if you don't have that, it's tough to enable any thinking that, that you might have. You might have a good idea, but if you can't do it without these people. Yeah, that's more of a mindset than I think anything else. Like he yeah. said, we'll partner with the people that are much deeper into the technology than us because we don't want to start getting into that that's space. Cool. It's not where, we're, where we excel. But what we do excel is being able to take that information, interpret it, and apply it to client needs. But as he said, we need people that are 
embracing that philosophy. And more often than not, it's, you know, technologists, developers, and also people outside of the advertising industry yep. in general. Yes. Yes. So we try to look for people that are, have, have, have sort of different backgrounds that uh, can come at this from a slightly different way. Agencies have really changed, haven't they? Tremendous. Yes. Yeah. And if they haven't, I'm <laughs> curious as where they're going to be in another five yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just to wrap it up, I know you've got an announcement coming down the path because you're going to have a division which is focused on cognitive technology. Just tell us about that to finish up. Yeah, so, um, you know, we've kind of seen this, uh, this wave rising, I mean, over the last couple of years, and, um, you know, we've, we've done a lot of work in the cognitive technology space for uh, many of our clients already. Uh, but we think that in order to really kind of go whole hog into this, to take things to the next level, we need to create a, a separate group that was kind of free from typical constraints that uh, everybody else has in the advertising world and also from the mindset, as Chris mentioned. Um, and we've uh, created a group called uh, Synthetic. And basically, they're really about um, experimenting and helping to uh, proliferate uh, cognitive technology across the, the entire uh, consumer journey uh, for all elements uh, of marketing. Big challenge, but well worth tackling, I think. Absolutely. Exciting times for sure. Yeah, we're, we're, we're thrilled about it. Okay. Keith, Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. We appreciate your time. Everyone, look out for the next one-on-one podcast.